Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are pressing on in the book of Colossians, and we're actually going to look at the first part of the second chapter today, and then probably tomorrow go back and read the entire first chapter. And <coughs> you say, why in the world would you do that? Because the Spirit has led Paul to lay out some serious things right here. And as we all know, uh, we learn by repetition, okay, repetition. And in these verses we're going to see right here, uh, we're going to see why he is writing this way. So let's just look at it. Here's chapter 2, verse 1. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have on your behalf. And for those who are in Laodicea, or Laodicea, however you want to say Laodicea. Now this is Paul speaking. And for all those who have not personally seen my face. So in this first verse he says, I want you to know I'm having a great struggle here. Well really, a great struggle about what? Well maybe he'll tell us here in just a moment. But he's having a great struggle on their behalf, the ones who'd seen, for those who are in Laodicea, and for all those who have not personally seen my face. So there's some that were believers that he had seen, okay, that he had met. But there's some that, there, that weren't because the gospel had gone forth. So verse 2 says this, and this is where we see what the struggle is, that their hearts may be encouraged. He says, I want you to know how great a struggle I have. He said, I want your hearts to be encouraged. And as we see so often in Paul's writings, he gives a little trifecta of things here, okay? So first of all, the, the whole purpose is that your heart be encouraged. Having been knit together in love and attaining to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding resulting in a true knowledge of God's mystery, that is Christ himself, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Well, there we go. We've seen the mystery over in the second chapter two or three times. That word mystery, and <coughs> we saw that the mystery resided in them, and we saw that the mystery was Christ in them. Here he says it point blank. God's mystery, that is Christ himself. But what was it that Paul was desiring for them? Folks, this is such a, a desire of, of my heart and I think of so many others. And we need to really be uh, locking into this and, and focusing on this. In verse 2, look what he said, that their hearts may be encouraged. First thing, he wants the heart to be encouraged. And then he said, having been knit. So he tells us how to attain to that heart be encouraged, that you're knit together in love. Okay, we're knit together in love. And this, I think this is like a power love. Yeah, agape love. It's the greatest love that we're knit together in love. But it's not only that, that we have full assurance of understanding. So having been knit together in love, then listen to this, and attaining to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding. See, folks, there are so, so many people, if not the majority of people who profess to be believers, 
who have no idea the wealth that is there if they're truly saved. There's a lot who claim to be folks who are not actually saved. They're very religious. They're very nice. They're very sweet. They're very faithful. They're very et cetera, et cetera. But they're not in right relationship with the Lord. And then there are those who are truly saved, but they don't know the wealth, and they don't have full assurance of understanding. And that manifests itself in so many ways uh, when people, they don't feel like that they are, are really in right relationship with God, or they don't think this, they don't, they don't have understanding. Why don't they have understanding? Well, because they don't know the Word. If you read the Word of God, you will gain understanding. If you study the Word of God, you'll gain more understanding. If you read and study and talk with other fellow believers about the Word of God, you'll have more understanding. If you'll let the Holy Spirit guide you and instruct you, if you receive guidance and instruction from the Spirit through other people, through His body, you'll have even more understanding. <laughs> but sadly, sadly, that's rarely a goal. It's rarely a goal. Often the goal is to have full assurance and understanding of denominational distinctives, to have full assurance and understanding of what our church believes, you know, but to have full assurance and understanding of who you are, that your heart would be encouraged, that you'd be knit together in love and have this full assurance. And what's the result? It says resulting in a true knowledge of God's mystery. That is Christ himself. This is how you have true knowledge of God's mystery, of Christ himself. And then he describes what is involved with some of that mystery. Verse 3, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. It is in Christ and Christ alone that the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are, notice this, hidden. They're hidden. They're there within him. Now, they're not hidden from a malicious point of view. But they're hidden from the point of view that you have to search them out. They're hidden from the point of view that it's not available to just anybody who decides, okay, I want to know what Jesus thought about things. No, it comes about because you've been truly transformed. Your heart's been knitted together in love with a body and that you are attaining the wealth, the full assurance of understanding. And you're gaining that true knowledge because of that and the true knowledge of that mystery that is Christ. It's Christ where the treasures of wisdom and knowledge reside and nowhere else. Now look at these last two verses of the second chapter. I say this so that no one will delude you with persuasive argument. For even, even though I am absent in body, nevertheless, I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good discipline and the stability of your faith in Christ. You know, I just had a couple of strange thoughts go through my mind. <laughs> Usually when there's strange thoughts go through my mind, you don't share them. You go, okay, let me, I need to check this out. Sometimes you do. You know, it could be wrong. I don't know. But notice what he says right here. This is the reason I'm writing this to you. I shared this in the previous episode. And that's the reason I want to go back and read the first chapter in the next episode. Because now we see why he's doing this. What he's saying in the first chapter, what he said here so far, he's writing so that no one will delude you with persuasive arguments. Paul's acknowledging that whatever they're being told is a persuasive argument, okay? He, he's acknowledging that. But he said, I'm writing this to you to where no one will delude you, to where you will know who Christ is, to where you will know who you are with him in you if you're a true believer. 
that you will know that all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are in him and that you can stand firmly on this. But verse 5, this is interesting. For even though I'm absent in body, so he wasn't with him. Nevertheless, I am with you in spirit. Okay, So he's saying my spirit is with you, but my body's not with you. Okay, we say that kind of phrase all the time. I'm wondering if he was actually seeing things in the spirit realm. Because the next phrase is rejoicing to see your good discipline. Okay? And stability of your faith in Christ. Rejoicing to see, and that to see actually means and seeing. Rejoicing and seeing, okay, your good discipline, your good order, and the stability of your faith in Christ. Now, no doubt, Paul received word back. He received letters back. People came sharing things with him because he mentions that all the time. But just the way this is phrased right here, and you say, well, that's crazy. God doesn't do that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, God does that kind of thing. He says, I'm, not, I'm absent in body, but I'm with you in spirit. And you know what? I'm rejoicing in what I'm seeing here. <laughs> I wonder if the Lord was giving him revelation, illumination, and enlightenment within the inner man. That's what it says in Ephesians 1 about our understanding with Jesus Christ and who we are in him. I'm wondering if he was seeing some things right here. Could have been. I don't know. But he's rejoicing with them because they are showing good discipline, good order. And they are stable in the faith, and he didn't want anybody to delude them. Uh, we'll continue more tomorrow. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you then.